Hello and welcome to a bonus episode of The O Word with me, Gareth Jones. If you haven't yet heard the interview I did with Tomasz Hanos, WNO's music director, then can I suggest you give it a go? For me anyway, it was the highlight of the podcast series. But I couldn't fit in everything that I recorded with him that day, so I thought I'd serve you up the offcuts in this extra edition. He's been reassessing all sorts of things since the lockdown, including how opera might deliver itself differently in future to its audience. He tells me about his ambitions for WNO's orchestra and chorus, and I get to indulge my interest in Janacek by asking him more about the Brno Festival, where WNO performed from the House of the Dead a few years ago. I'm very excited about doing this interview because I'm a massive fan of Czech music, especially Jana Czech, which I discovered through Welsh National Opera. And I've had a long and sort of personal and professional interest in Eastern Europe, from where you're speaking to me now, um, communism uh, and so forth. So I've been looking forward to speaking to you. But before we get to any of that, how are you? What are you doing in these COVID times? COVID times, yeah. That's, that's the question. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, a very new and uh, strange, at the same time, exciting period for me. I've been uh, really trying to, to find the way how to manage to work, to go deep, very deep into the scores, and at the same time to take care of my family, to give them some more time than I can do usually. And uh, altogether, I think it's a very inspiring time if we, of course, respect at the same time all the dangers uh, of, of this time and all the, all the difficulties which are very serious. Uh, at the same time, it, it is an inspiring time to, to look at the life in a, in a different way. And it, it makes all the, all the very uh, uh, important key words like uh, performance, music, success, the opposite of success. <laughs> friendship, colleagues, it, it uh, gives all of these words a different light, a different atmosphere. I think uh, if handled well, it could help the art, certainly not in the economic way, but, but the artists as, as persons to grow into spaces where they maybe could not grow so quickly without this time. Sounds like you're doing a lot of reassessing of all sorts of things. Exactly. Uh, thinking, thinking over, even the way of, of music making and uh, the relationship uh, with the orchestras, with the, with the soloists, and also inside of WNO, I think we are really uh, trying to, to keep in touch, to, to be in very regular touch with 
not only the senior colleagues with all all the the colleagues with with all all musicians it's just uh, so important uh, and it shows that the human aspect of it is a crucial thing to have do you mean that when everyone's busy and jetting off everywhere and hitting deadlines and so forth that human dimension is lost and you're regaining it now or what i don't think it's lost but it's uh, because there is so much time pressure it's not not expressed so clearly as in a time that when you you can talk to people directly as we are talking now uh, i think uh, the human aspect of of being a musician and making music with the others is as i said is is absolutely important is number one for me but uh, you can't really go to to each musician to have time with them to ask them how they are you feel somehow how they are when they are playing and uh, you're trying to make and keep connection with them but this possibility to talk online face to face although being more than 2000 miles away from each other gives gives us a new opportunity that we are trying to use. In what way are you using it? Is it leading to new thinking? I think it's, it's developing the thinking that uh, I think I had and it's developing the, the, the good and very professional atmosphere inside of our company. Uh, I think the the ethos of of the company, the ethos of the orchestra, of the chorus, of of the colleagues, even if I talk to them individually, is a very special. I would say it's it's a golden thing to have, and it's so so high and so special he, here in the Welsh National Opera. But uh, I think it would be the end of it if uh, I, as a music director, would say, okay, that's what we have, and let's concentrate on other things. Yeah. Oh, there was a strange noise back then. Uh, what was that? Uh, uh, this yes. was a helicopter uh, ah. flying next to my window because we, we live in a very high, ah. high house. <laughs> And we have a fantastic overview over over Brno, and and if I would be in a different room, I would I would be able to to see nearly the Austrian border. <laughs> fantastic. So just that, that last bit, then you, if you could repeat, you said it would be an end of it if you try to uh, make something. If, if I if I would say, okay, this ethos is something that we already have, and let's not be working on it it's fine it's it's good enough let's concentrate on other things i would say that the best things that each orchestra each company has need to be 
focused again and again and being worked on as from the beginning, every day. So do you see good things then coming from this otherwise awful period in so many ways? You know, I, I'm really full of respect to the, to the suffering of, of so many people, the physical health, suffering, but also the economical suffering and, and uh, also the, the lack of opportunities to, to, to do the job. So I don't want to put all of this period into a pink color. No. It, it's such a difficult period. But, but I mean, even, even in the history of music, a lot of great composers gave us the best things, the best symphonies, the best operas in the most difficult periods of their life. And they were, I mean, wow so many difficult moments in so many people's lives. So I would say, in that sense, this is kind of pushing us to, like you, 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 you push the lemon, you, how do you say, you squeeze? Yeah. Squeeze and Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, it, it, gives, it gives something that, that would not happen. And this is my hope that this, this would be the positive aspect. Yeah. But it's very, it's very difficult to talk about it because I, I think uh, uh, from as far as I'm seeing, the, the, the musical world needs help to, to be able to recover. I mean, the most inspirational thoughts would be nothing if the, the musical world, the musical institutions would be not considered enough as, as such an important pillows of, of a society. Pillars of the society. Sorry. That's right. Pillars, yeah. Pillars of the society that, 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 uh, that uh, could be easily overseen in the first stage because, of course, we need to keep people as healthy as possible, as safe as possible. But immediately after that, if staying without culture, which we experienced in the communistic time, where there were whole areas without culture, like you know, only focused on work, on, on being a part of a small, uh, being a small part of a big machine, of a, of a big factory, of a big process, in that sense, it's, it's so important uh, for music to, to be in, in the, if not the first, in one of the first positions of the recovery process. Well, everyone's been talking about how important music, the art generally, has been, have been to them getting through this period. So that's a good illustration of what you're saying. Uh, even for me. I think uh, uh, music gave me uh, so many happy moments, so many uh, moments of inner freedom. Because so somehow you feel that there is no limit. You can still, even if you hear music inside of yourself, there is no limit if you are 
healthy or not healthy, if you are ill, if you are old or young, if you are 2,000 miles away or not, there is something that is, this is connecting people, the, the, the beauty. And I think, I think in the, the most awful times uh, where you could even say the lives of, of some people are quite unpleasant, even ugly in the very serious moments, the beauty is such a gift to, to give everybody. And we'll talk a bit later about how important music has been to you through your different periods of life. But were you referring to this period when you said it, it, it had also helped you? Yes, to, I, I think it, it did help me during this COVID time, as well as in, in a lot of other difficult moments like like in, in the communistic time where there was really no freedom outside. Tell me about um, how you think um, we can recover from this period. And I'm thinking in particular of Welsh National Opera, opera generally, theatre, and I think, orchestras, of course. I think uh, the... I don't know how it sounds in English, but uh, in my language, we are saying the the ball. Where is the ball? The ball is on both sides, on on the side of the artists of the artistic institutions, but at the same time, on the side of the society, which means the the politicians, the responsible people, insti responsible institutions. So what the what our ball is. I hope it's understandable in English. It is. Yeah, it is. It's a ten uh, tennis. We have a tennis metaphor. The ball is in one court or the other court. You're okay. In both courts. Yes, exactly. Uh, so I think what, what uh, we should do as, as artists, as artistic institutions, be to be uh, uh, very inspirational and very flexible in our thinking. We should probably stop expecting people to come automatically to see us, but to find people in their own situations, in their own circumstances. If it's in their jobs, in their free time on Saturdays, Sundays, in sports centers, shopping centers, factories, I would say we should we should try to to go into areas kind of to be like like uh, cultural missionaries a little bit mm. to, to go into areas where people would not expect us to be how to do it and how to make this good and efficient for the people we want to talk to I don't want to sound too romantic. We need to find a very clear and structured way. And uh, I think uh, that, that uh, I feel a really good energy in the company to, to find new ways. But basically, I think it would not be enough if we say, okay, here we are, please come to see us again. It's not enough. 
I even think it would not be enough without COVID, but the COVID made it, made the situation even more clear, even more sharp, all, all the, the, the whole painting is, is more sharp now, I would say. And uh, then the other side, the, the other ball, of course, needs to, to find enough enough money for 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 people working in the in the art in the culture institutions because it would be a terrible terrible loss if if uh, the uk orchestras or opera houses would need to to shut down this would be this would be really in in the in a longer perspective a terribly damaging thing for the whole country. And I really would wish that this would never happen because I think that the generations after us would be right not to forgive us this. Yep. Well, we're all waiting to see, aren't we, what, um, what will happen. But I'm sure a lot of people will agree with what you've just said. I would like to ask you a bit more about... Um, your, your work with WNO. Um, well, as you know, I, I mentioned to you before how um, I discovered Janacek through Welsh National Opera. My first operatic experience, I think, was from the House of the Dead in 1982. And then I told you about my um, re film recording of uh, Charles McCarras with Cunning Little Vixen, must have been 85. Yeah. Were you excited by that background? The company had when you arrived, given your involvement with Janáček and so forth. Uh, Welsh National Opera has been famous and was famous in a in the past periods for for uh, the connection with Janáček for for the great interpretations, Charles Mekeras, David Pountney's productions. Yeah, and it, it's uh, for me. It's it's really exciting to to continue this line. And uh, I must say, uh, you can hear it. I mean, the orchestra is so good at it. Every the singers. I mean, people really understand this this music. But but uh, to say to say I I really didn't want to come to WNO as a Janáček expert, because I, I thought uh, that this should be only a part of, of, of it. Of course, it should be, should be a part of it, but not, not, the, uh, not the main thing. The main thing should be that we really continue the, 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 the musical development of, of the company. Because I, I think uh, people really want to be better and better there. And they they need they need uh, uh, somebody who will not not uh, stay on one place who will tr help to move the whole whole train. So that, so that brings us to the future. What what the future is a problem because of something called COVID nineteen, obviously. But what? Were you thinking about the development um, of of the the company? Which direction were you thinking of taking them? 
So uh, I think now we, we must avoid speaking about uh, repertoire because uh, we need to explore the future after we know more. Although we, we are trying to, to have clear ideas. I think uh, for me, a sound of an orchestra and of a chorus is essential, it's very important, because at the end the sound is the way how all the other qualities touch your ears. Because even having a brilliant technique, a brilliant intonation, a virtuosity, if the sound is not where it should be, it does not transmit it in the in the quality that that is needed for for embracing the audience. It's very it's very interesting that sometimes if you hear great interpretations on a highest technical level, but they are they are performed uh, uh, with a professional distance, with a routine. Then the experience in the hall is quite cold. It's nice. You you certainly would have a, an interesting evening, but it's cold. And uh, I think uh, I'm I'm feeling that that uh, more and more working with our orchestra chorus, we are able to go this direction, to, to work on sound, to, to create a real, real beauty, real intensity, real color. And this does not come automatic. This is not something that, that would come uh, without working on it. I mean, even during a performance, sometimes for the first time you find the right color on the first night, on the performance. But you do it after you've tried before, after you knew this was an important thing. And so I would not only say that the orchestra when playing Strauss should sound like Strauss and when playing Schubert should sound like Schubert, but uh, to, to have a special beauty and intensity in the sound that that really embraces the people. It's also working with the acoustic, embraces the people, uh, embraces the audience. Uh, this is again back to, to the idea of, of music being able to connect people. Connecting people without love is possible, but it's cold. Yeah. So this is a little general answer on the way I tried to go since my first day. And I strongly continue to do so. And I hope we will be able to continue after we come back together, which I'm really looking forward to. I'm sorry to bring you back to Janáček, but I, I couldn't let you go without asking you about the Brno Festival, because that's an exciting development, isn't it? Were you behind that? Uh, I think uh, Brno Festival knew that I, I became a part of Welsh National Opera, and uh, 
then they, they asked, they called me if I would be interested to come. So it, it certainly was the first contact. And uh, I think it was a beautiful experience for the company. We played uh, Janáček's House of the Dead. And it was a very beautiful experience uh, for me because I think it was one of the most happy Janáček performances I've ever, I've ever conducted. Because of course, that's, that's a work that has you know, tremendous resonance for you uh, coming from your background in, the, in Czechoslovakia, yeah. uh, in your teens. Uh, I mean, uh, the Stoyevs, it, it, it's based on, on the real story. Yeah. He, 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 he experienced this and uh, somehow Dostoevsky uh, is connected to the, to the person of Goryanchikov, to the, of the political prisoner. Yeah. And um, Janáček managed to get uh, the most exciting, the, the most important things that could work in an opera. I mean, to write an opera without a love story where there is no soprano and tenor being in love ooh, for that time, you know, it was, it was the automatic way to success. And he did, uh, I think it's, it's a terrible thing to, to write an opera which has no story and only, only the, the, the ugly prisoners are telling their ugly stories. It can't be a successful piece. So I don't quite understand how he found, find, found the courage to do it, but he certainly managed to, to do it. Yeah, very brave. Is there anything else you'd like to say, Tomáš, um, about the future or anything, really? I think uh, my, my deep and best wishes for everybody at the Welsh National Opera and to, to our audience to, to get through this period with the most positive mood and... Uh, heart and and uh, I hope to see everybody soon and uh, I hope that the that, that music will be able to to help us to get through to get over so there's a lot a lot to say say but I would I would say mostly that that I I really think on on all the people over there I'm far away, but I'm not too far away with my thoughts. Well, opera lovers, that's the last episode in the current series. But don't despair, we'll be back with more later in the year. In the meantime, if you've enjoyed the O Word so far, please tell someone about it or write a review. There's also a survey you can do, telling us what you like or don't like about the podcasts. Just follow the link in the episode description and it'll take you straight through. And while you're at it, please consider making a donation to support Welsh National Opera. You can do so online by visiting wno.org.uk forward slash donate. 
Bye for now.